Let's get this party started. Welcome to it. You see what had happened was my name is Alex Dupree. I am Trey the Chocolate Jock. And episode 12 leads us to uh, tell you guys how to make some money during this pandemic. Money, money, money. Let's get that loot right. Money, money. Yes, indeed. Uh, thank you all for uh, tuning in. We took a week hiatus, you know, because we, we do things like that. But we're back this week <laughs> to uh, give you all what we got, baby, what we got for you. So lots of uh, things to talk about. There's a Fresh Prince reboot that is coming out that we all going to watch together as a family. And uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, of course, Joe Biden has selected uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala, can we can we pronounce her name okay, right? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that because we're getting to know this woman here and we should know how to pronounce her name. Yes. Uh, Alice is going to talk about kids going back to school early because some ignorant states are uh, having these kids go back and they're having more uh, outbreaks, if you want to call it that, or or uh, what, what do we, how do we ter- term that? How do we say that? That's good outbreaks. right there. Oh, okay. yeah, outbreaks outbreaks. Running wild. Yeah. Uh, and uh, most of all, we're going to have a guest on today. Alex, tell us about the guest we'll be talking to. Yeah, so it's a a girlfriend of mine, and I've known her for years. I met her through sport. We did Ironman together. However, she, like a lot of us, found ourselves in debt, and she found herself in a lot of debt, and she's going to give you her whole story of how it happened. Part of it wasn't even her fault, um, which is really messed up, but Mm. she got to a point where she's like, I just can't live like this anymore, so she took some pretty drastic steps, but she followed a certain method that she got herself completely out of debt to the point that she refuses to ever go back there. You know, if it's, if it's under her control and she lives her life a completely different way that if she can't pay for it outright, she doesn't get it. Okay, cool. So we'll talk to her uh, later this show. Uh, Before we start, shout out to Chloe Wallon. Is that how we pronounce it? That's my friend. Yes. So uh, I work with her in Anchorage, Alaska, but she's now down here in the Seattle area with me. Hey, I call her Clo Money. All right. George Luis Ruiz from the Bay checking in. Nicholas is saying, don't do it. And we don't know why. Uh, Tell us why not to do it, Nicholas. Don't do it. uh, What's up to Vera Brown Leatherwood? That's my cousin. All right. Got the cousin. Uh, Don't forget the chlorine and... uh, Uh, what's the other one's name? It's Florine, Earlene, and Zellerine. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So, um, lots have been going on uh, with the past two weeks or so. You know, what's been happening in your life? What's been going on? As you can see, I got a new black tank top. Okay, cool. Because I was beginning to think you wear the same shit every week. No, they're they're all black tank tops. I just have a rotating wardrobe of them. This is the okay. uniform. This is the Alex uniform for sure. Do you wear any other color besides black? I do not, even down to my underwear. I oh, only wear a black. Shot. Take a shot. Your dog barked. That's, a sh- that's two shots you got to take. Every time now, last week it was the don't say a game. This week, every time Alex's dog barks, she has to take a shot. All uh, right. Whatever. Every time Ridley barks, I have to drink. So yeah, let's work on that. Okay. I don't know if that'll be a good or a bad thing. <laughs> He's yeah. the dog wrangler. There's the tail. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just to uh, fill you in on, I'm still doing the whole weight loss thing. I'm still yeah. doing the, uh, the the working out thing. 30 minutes a day. I am on uh, the fit and fit lean and fit series, part 11 tomorrow. 30 minutes a day. So let me tell you about it. So you're on the bike. The bike is right there. I can't. Uh, once we get more money in the budget, we can give you camera three and then <laughs> you can see the bike. But uh, you get on a bike, it's 30 minute session. First 10 minutes or so, you're on the bike, you know, um, first two minutes, you're doing like an 80 cadence. Uh, the other two minutes, it, it, he pushes the resistance up and you're going a little slower, but faster. As if Say what an 80 cadence is. Shit, you on a bike and you pedaling like 80 cadence. You know, I, that's the only way isn't I can. It, isn't it 80 strokes per minute? Any 80 revolutions per minute? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is he says 80 cadence and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing something. Let's keep going. But yeah, it's working out. And then you get off the bike for a second and then you get into like five minutes of of like workouts where we're on, I'm on my back and I'm doing like the windmill with my with my feet, you know what I'm saying? We're doing the whole the lunges and the, the damn planks and all of that. 
you know, and you know, I'm feeling myself. I'm walking around the house with my shirt off more. So, so. get to get to what we want to know. Have you what? lost any weight? Oh yeah, I've dropped. I'm 212 now. Yes. And yes. My, goal, my goal is 190. My goal, what? but if I hit 200, when I hit 200, I'm gonna start. That's what I'm gonna start taking my shirt off, walking around with my shirt off. Once what I hit 200. What did you start at? 235. Hello. What? Now I need my calculator to do the math or a little pen and paper uh, right here. Let, so let's we go did 20 pounds. Minus let's go 20 pounds. 20 pounds. I'll have you know I am a 23 uh, pounds. I'm a 1993 graduate of Jensen Scholastic Academy, and I had a button that said <laughs> math facts master, which means I can get like multiplication and addition and subtraction. Oh, yeah, there you go. Drink that, drink that, drink, take that, take that. I did. Yeah. So there's another one. What about <laughs> you? Why is this just the Alex drinking game? I don't have a dog. So But you, you should know. be drinking when my dog barks. First lady's no. going in every time she hears Ridley. She's like, drinking game. No. Wait, let's see what, what they're talking it'll, about. It'll never be as much as you saying uh <laughs> nothing oh, I got, we do. I got drunk. I got drunk. Miss Lawson says my head uh, definitely getting bigger. Well, that's what's up. Hey, I saw something online where you, that you can like lose weight in your face. So I'm gonna get to that soon because I know the dome gets bigger. Don't do it disproportionately because uh who has never looked the same? Al Sharpton has never looked the same. Al and Big Boy, uh radio big, personality. Big boy, um, who's the other one? Al Roker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they that's not gonna be me. That's not gonna be me. I'm gonna have a little a little something going, a little something going. The cheeks are nice, it's nice oh. to have full round cheeks. Okay. Yeah, but in my head, you see, it's still at the point. Let me, let me, did I ever tell you a story about my head and why I shaped how it shaped? No. Okay, my brother, I, I guess I was cuter than him when we were little, and I was told this. My brother dropped the phone on my. <laughs> 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 my brother dropped the phone or hit me in the head with the phone. That's why I have like a dent that goes like in my head, like for real. My brother, with his hating ass, uh, <laughs> you know, because I guess all the girls was, oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. You know, he used to take me everywhere. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. And Sibling it, rivalry would leave long lasting. And, and my head just grew like <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't. Fun fact, fun fact of the day. <laughs> well, sorry, I don't have I don't have the stories of my brother throwing telephones at my head. He did shoot me a lot with rubber bands and did beat me up on commercial when the cartoons went on commercial. I would oh. have to go run and lock myself into the bathroom. Ah. But <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. Okay, so um, anything else? Interesting, we like to talk about not, nothing yet. We don't want to make any announcements just yet, right? About anything that we've been applying or doing, or oh, not yet. I haven't heard okay. back okay. anything. Okay. So, Alex has five million jobs like all the time. I don't sleep, so if we're not gonna sleep, we might as well be making money, right? Yeah. <laughs> or trying to. Yeah. So, um, so I just uh let Trey know I just applied for my dream job last night. So we'll see what happens. So I'm not saying anything until it comes through. But what I do want to talk about is Oprah. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about this last week, but we were here last week. But Oprah and what she's done with the September issue of her O Magazine. Now, everybody knows that O Magazine has always had Oprah on the cover. There was one time where it was not just Oprah. It was Oprah and Ellen. But it mm -hmm. Why she put Ellen on? And what happened to Alex? That she was just yapping. Alex, are you here? Till we get Alex back. We'll talk about this uh, wonderful Brianna Taylor <laughs> on the cover of O Magazine. Uh, now, since O Magazine has been out, and folks, this is a freestyle here, so stay with me because she wanted to talk about this. She has all the knowledge in the world as it relates to this topic. But to my understanding, Oprah has never had anybody on the cover of this damn magazine. No, let me take Alex out because she's looking crazy now. <laughs> let me. Just take her off of the feed completely. And when she's back in here, we'll get her back going. Cause and even when she's off the feed now, her she's still got that uh crazy, stupid look. Look at that, that, that face, right? So to my understanding, this is the first time that Brianna Taylor has been uh well, anybody other than Oprah has been on oh, there she is. There she is. Okay. Here I, I am. Not, 
Yeah, I was about to freestyle this whole thing. Then I was talking about the, the funny look that you had because it was stuck in this little stupid look that you had. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I make animated faces. So I'll be like, yeah, it was, like, it was hideous. Yeah, yeah, it was hideous. It, it was does horrible. It all the time. Whatever. Um, well, continue. So tell me about this uh, cover, Breonna Taylor. Yes. First, first yeah. time. So she's, and she's got the cover by herself. And then as if this wasn't a big enough statement because I had been hearing people say, and it was really getting on my nerves. Where's Oprah and all of this? Where's Oprah? As if Oprah hasn't been here for the last 20 plus years, always talking about it. As if she's not been Johnny on the spot. So Oprah has this thing where she says, when I don't know what to do or whatever, I, I sit still until it comes to me. It came to her. She is calling for justice for Breonna Taylor and not just this magazine. She had bought out 26 billboards around St. Louis. Around Who did? Oprah did. Oprah did and okay. put this picture up and says justice for Breonna Taylor and 26 billboards, one for each year of Breonna's life. And she's and, then in, a, and then in a small little uh, <laughs> little uh, line or two, it said, oh, magazine in stores now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget the next episode of Tyler Perry's whatever the hell on own. Right. Have have nots, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everybody knows it's Oprah, but I think that I, for, honestly, I think that's bigger that you see it's coming from Oprah. There's some weight that lends lends to that that it's her doing it because there is the Oprah effect of life. That's how yeah. people would be able to sell so many books and so many right. this and that if she, if it was a favorite thing. But I just think that's really really bold of her. She thought outside of the box. She didn't just stand up and do. A interview or do a press conference or something. This lives on every day right. until something happens. Right. Good job, Oprah. Bravo. Okay. You looked at it like I'm still sad at her and Gail. So I'm still looking at them a little. You're a hater. That's just me. That's just me. I'm still with Snoop Dogg. What do you call a bald head? Whatever. Yeah. I'm still with that. That's the movie. Snoop that has apologized for that. Snoop has said he was wrong. He's, he's, Snoop was like, my mama told me to apologize. <laughs> but he did a whole Red Table talk sitting with Jada. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know. yeah, I, yeah, I'm just talking shit. Okay. While we're shooting this shit, I'm talking shit. Okay, look. So, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Check this out. There's a... Look. Hear me out here. There is a drama that's being shopped around. Will Smith and another guy. I forget the guy's name. Hold on. Uh, his name is, uh, well, we'll get to his name later. Uh, anyway, so about a year ago, they had put out a trailer for a, uh, a more dramatized version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, it was drama. Like, it wasn't a comedy. And I'm thinking, like, what? But when you watch the trailer, it's like, yo, this is some shit I would want to watch. Anyway, it's being shopped around, and uh, the goal is to get it on one of the streaming services. Peacock Network or Netflix, oh. Hulu, or what is this uh, crap? Well, not crap. What is this app that Kevin Hart's new movie, Quibi? You know, so it's all types of streaming networks. But look, let's have a, a moment where we watch this together. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I have a this history with remakes and reboots. So I'm going okay. to have an open mind right now. Let's give it up. Let's give it a chance because I'm watching it and I'm like, yo, this, this may be something pretty good. So uh, check it out. This is the uh, preview of Bel Air. You hear that? Not, not at all. You don't hear the audio? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, we we can still have the B roll rolling while while it's playing. Hold on. Let me get the audio for you guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. She looked like she cussed. It already looks gritty and raw. Yo, the fact that... Okay, here it is right here. Okay, all right, let's try it again. From the top, this is uh, Bel Air, Bel the new uh, dramedy that's being shot. So check it out. Uh, bam. For some reason, you think this is a game. This Can you is hear that? not a game, Will. Check this out. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> the only reason why you're not in jail is because Uncle Phil called in a favor. Take your time. Go deep. Too easy. Ball bounces. Hit the thugs. <laughs> you thought and it? I saw the 
The free Meek t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Morgan Cooper apparently is the guy's name. Okay. You are carrying a gun on the streets to protect yourself? I've done my best, Will. Just too much. I can't. <laughs> You're going to Bel Air to live with your uncle and your auntie. Bel Air, out of all places. This is a second chance, Will. Don't waste it. Will, I will not bail you out again. <laughs> In this house, I'm not Uncle Phil. I'm the law. <laughs> Are you absolutely clear? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are no butlers to clean up your messes. You've got to be responsible for yourself. So, Will, what brings you to Bel Air? I uh, caught with a gun. How are we related again? Apparently, that's Carlton. <laughs> From the streets of Philadelphia, Will needs discipline. Just a little time. Just a little time and a little love. We are what he needs. Why don't you go back to Philly? Born and raised, right? You think I would ever want to be in this life? You're not welcome, Will. This is fake. Wherever you're from. This is fake. You didn't like do anything to earn this. I never had nothing. I like a sitcom out here. I don't even feel like I belong here. Just give it some time. This is hilarious. Everything happens for a reason. It gets better, though. It gets better. From Philly. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm Will. Jazz. Jazz. Hey, so what part of town you staying in? Bel Air. They got you out there? All right, Philly. Let's see what you got. Well, welcome to Bel Air Academy. How's everything going at Bel Air? Okay. okay. I just made the team. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you're here. I need to take you shopping. Rodeo Drive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was summoned my God to be the greatest. They said my birth is a curse. I still made it. I stood out in the field when it was raining. Tearing toes down in it. Youngin' came up strong with a will to live. Daddy never came home. Mama in the pen. So his relative got him for the devil did. The streets ain't safe just to be playing in. There you go. It's like deja vu. See it all the time. Yeah. It's like deja vu. See it all the time. There you have it. Bel Air. What you think? First of all, I'm dying laughing. I thought it was really, I thought it was funny as, funny as hell. I, I got so many, I got so many thoughts. Um, Don't you think, now what, would you watch this show? Tell the truth. No? no. Oh, I would. So I, I would, would check it out, but then my problem is it looks too Tyler Perry uh, bad acting on the own network Lifetime weekly movie acting can i get i need some yeah. better seamless acting yeah. so I, i'm not gonna be able to get past also can, we have to admit one of the reasons the show was so popular was will was super charismatic right dude, just just right. like throw me wrong <laughs> on the south side but don't think comedy think like a regular person from somewhere philadelphia don't think comedy though take the whole comedy element out of it it, it was it was it was a little over dramatic. I mean, it could it could have been subtle subtler acting. Yeah, you know say, More but subtle act. Yeah, eh. I'm a, I don't know. I, I'm a hater. We have to. I want to say this up front. I'm a hater for any type of reboot or remake. I am a flat out hater. Me and a buddy, I think it's Kevin Williams. He and I, we go. We've talked about this for years. If it's gonna be a remake or a reboot, I'm already said. Right, right, right. Not interested. Right. But that was. Oh. That it, that was, it was decent to me. It was decent, but can we make so that was a movie? Are we going to be able to? No, make that's a series. series. It's going to be a series. It's going to be a oh, series. Okay, okay so oh. it's going to be a series. And Will and Will has something to do with it. He's one of the producers of it. So we'll yeah. see. We're going to have alternate streams of money all day, every day. There you go. Tell what? me about these kids that are going to school or uh, or, or something to that effect. What is it now? There. Uh, what's happening? Yeah, I see your face. What's going on? Georgia didn't reopen. Indiana has reopened. Whatever these places, multiple places have reopened. And by the end of the damn day, or some, one school was like two hours in. 
They had to shut down the school and quarantine hundreds of people because the kids done got it and the teachers done got it, the staff done got it. And when I talk about the it, I'm talking about COVID. So they're spreading it. And the new research has found out that kids, not only can they get COVID and they can get sick from COVID, in the last two weeks of July, 100,000 children in the United States that have been tested for it, because there's probably more that haven't been tested, have contracted COVID. And even if they don't get sick, they're carriers. So they either either carry it at their own rate or in more a uh, higher rate than adults have, meaning they can have more of the COVID, whatever, in the yeah. throat. And all yeah. they're doing is going to take it home and infect their mom, their dad, and they're going to be damn orphans just because y'all wanted to open up school. What's going to happen when all these people take this stuff back to their homes and they kill their parents and now we got all these orphans? Nobody's going to want to take care of the orphans. Well, I mean, I like that you methodically thought it out, Alex, of, of you know, yes. this can happen and then this can happen. I just think that um, you bringing these, everybody should just stay the hell home on the internet. There you go. No more questions asked. If you can't, of course, you know, and I said this last week or the last time we talked, uh, if you have to bring your kids to school, then, you know, you have to. But if not, man, just keep them at home. Keep them at home till they figure this stuff out. I agree. I want to blow up the archdiocese, by by the way. Why is that? So Remember the views on this podcast is only those of Alex Dupree and not mine and yep. our uh, potential sponsors. But go ahead. So I'm going to blow up the archdiocese real quick. So in Chicago specifically, Chicago public school said kids ain't coming back. We just can't do it. So they finally said kids aren't coming back. But in Chicago, the archdiocese is like we pushing forward. Kids going to come back to school. And because I have two very close girlfriends who that's where they have their kids in school. Um, I've re I've read the correspondence that has gone out to parents from the archdiocese. And they said to at my one girlfriend school that if your kid is staying at home, your kid is not our priority. As far as education. Now, now these are the same people who's a priest. I uh, like to have fun with little boys, correct? There's a history of that. There's a, oh, there's a long-standing okay, so, history. Yeah. So any silly shit from them is expected, you know? Yeah. So they're saying you got to, you know, come back to school. But if you decide to keep your kid home, home oh, well, whatever. They're not our party. We're going to focus on the kids in school and your, your kids can just be over there somewhere. Don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get to the topic of the night, let's talk about the... Oh, my God. The Democratic ticket now. Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris. Kamala. Uh, Wait, is, is, doesn't it rhyme with Pamela? No. No? Because okay. her mama's name is Shamala. So she, they named her Kamala. It's Ka, ah, 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 Kamala. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't see the entire footage from the, what they actually recorded when um, he called her, when Joe called her. Can you hear this or no? Yeah. Did you see this? No, I see it. I don't hear it. Oh, look how cute she is. Yeah. But let me go back because it, it actually covers the part where he called her yesterday. You didn't see this? I did not see this. I saw it today when yeah. they spoke together. So I don't hear it, but I see it. But this is cute, too. So this is basically the little uh, the opening video of it. So uh, first, your thoughts. What do you think about her? Kamala. Kamala should have been the pick. And I had said all along, even though I was going to vote for Joe, no matter what, because I'm definitely not voting for Trump and I'm not letting that happen any longer, that it I would have felt it was a sign of of lack of judgment if he did not pick her as she is the, the most qualified candidate that has thrown herself in the ring for anything. Hillary's the most qualified, but she's next. So had he not picked her, I'd have said, yeah, lack of judgment, homie. You really? Lack of judgment? It, now, what if he selected uh, Elizabeth Warren? What do you think nope. about that? Nope. No, nope. I don't like it. No, nope. that would have been a lack of judgment. Tone deaf. Okay. Tone deaf to the nation's needs. Okay. What about Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta, who was doesn't have the same resume. Uh, some people will say resume doesn't matter. All about the timing, and she seems like like. Man, a giant as it relates to COVID in Atlanta and all of the rioting and all that other stuff. So I understand, but 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 let's just say 
Oh, Uncle Joe here strokes out in two months. Sorry, Jill. Sorry, your husband's dead. But um, that happens, and you got Keisha Lance Bottoms, who's got doesn't have right. half the resume and half the experience. Right. Kamala, right. she's our president. You want that? Right. She's okay. good as vice president. She's good as president. You have to keep in mind every time you vote yeah. for vice president, you're also voting for your possible next yeah. president. So uh, Susan Rice. Susan Rice is very is has He's done. going to be secretary of state, I think, if he's elected. I would be okay with that. Susan yeah. Rice has done a good job. She's done a very important job. Susan Rice has never held elected office. She has held appointed office, and that's a big difference. That yeah. actually makes a difference. We yeah. don't know if how much people like her, if she could, you know, get a job because she was elected to the job. Yeah. Uh, the other chick, Val, something or other. I'm, my vote is for Kamala at this point. My vote isn't even for Joe. Like I said, he could stroke right. out in two months. Kamala, right. let's do this thing, girl. Okay. And what I so, like about, they spoke today. They had their joint meeting, by the way. Trey, while you you were at work, and I was like, are you watching this? Remember I texted you and said, are you watching this? What um, Joe said that he, he Ob Obama asked Joe, what do you want? When he asked him to be his vice president. And Joe said, I want to be the last person in the room for every serious decision you have to make. And so he said, when I called Kamala, I told her, this is what I want from you. I want you to be the last person in the room when I have to make a hard decision. I want your opinion on what I have to do. I want every time you disagree with me that you tell me, and so we can talk it out if every time, and so we can have a discussion. I want you to be my partner in this. And I was like, done. So. So, number one, I thought that she would be his selection as well. I thought this when it first started, it was just she just stood out from all of the other candidates to, to me. It was like, damn, she's on it. Like, wow, she's a bitch. And that's good. You know, I like I like this. So uh, I was always thinking that she would be the one that they was that they were going to select. Uh, here's why I think. And I was talking to my boy uh, about this on Instagram today. It's the look, too. While it may not be a big thing, it plays a part in how you look just nationally, just how the look. Look at Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren today. I mean, together. They would be like an old white married couple. Eh, you know, it, that's how it would look. Um, Biden next to, oh, Stacey Abrams is somebody that we didn't bring up now. And that's, sure. that's why I'm bringing this up right here. Now, Stacey, Adam, uh, uh, Stacey uh, Abrams is well-respected, but I'm sorry, she may not have the look Absolutely. that you need. Obama had the look. Yep. Trump's not supposed to be in office now, but, it, you know, for some weird way, he looks like a damn shady president. He, he, at first, he just looks, you have to have that look. And Kamala looks like What's her name? Kamala. Looks Kamala. Kamala. Damn it, I'll get it by the end of this. This is our vice Kamala. president, damn it. Kamala okay. Harris. She just looks the role. Like, she just looks yes. like, you know, she looks presidential, which is like, she looks, and it's hard to describe it, but I think you you understand what I mean. And then by what I just showed you, they look good. Like, she compliments him yeah. well. You know, they just look good together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what does that say? I think we'll address the Kamala haters on another episode, uh, because we want to get to Robin and uh, talk about this whole money debt thing. But uh, yeah, congratulations going out to Kamala. Kamala. Kamala, damn it. People know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Follow uh, her on Twitter because she's awesome. Another thing is if he is elected, his cabinet, I imagine, is going to be filled with women. Yep. Qualified, strong women. And that yep. would be so cool to see. That would be so cool to see. I think because I think he's, he has his secretary of state, uh, the rice woman. I think that uh, I'm pretty sure Warren will be like head of education, education or something. Probably education. Um, I'm sure Abrams will have some. You know, so these are just all. I'm. I want somebody to put AOC. Kamala is an AOC that's a little polished over. AOC don't care. <laughs> she ain't polished. She's about, you know, she does yeah. her thing. But so, yeah, yeah AOC got to do something, too. We love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to bring in Robin. And uh, Alex, go ahead and, and uh, take over. 
All right. So Robin's been my girlfriend for a number of years and, and, you know, we've been through it all and she's come to visit me when I lived in Alaska and what have you. But Robin is somebody who is a friend. If she's going to come visit you in Alaska, a couple of times, she came to to Alaska twice. She's been to Seattle a couple of times. Robin comes to where I am. She comes see me in in Chicago. She's a, she's a true girlfriend. Um, but Robin is one who, when she fixes her her sights on something, she goes for it. If sacrifices have to be made, they have to be made. And so she found herself in debt. And I really want her to tell her story of how she got into debt and how she got out of debt. But she really, um, she, she was in a, a lot of debt to the point that she needed government help. And she was like, I can't live like this. We're not doing this. And so uh, Robin, hey, sweetheart, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, good. All right. How are you guys? Really good. Hey, Robin, Robin, are you like about to do a seance or something? What's with the the, the light? Like, what's going on here? Are we? Okay, cool. I was like, yo, what are you? I'm in the dark. No, that's all good. Tell us your story. Uh, Talk to me. Because she said you had a really good inspirational story to to, uh, give us. Well, um, I was in my mid 20s and found myself in the middle of a divorce and I got hurt while working in a locked psychiatric ward for the mentally ill and it was my passion but unfortunately I couldn't work for about six months because I got my shoulder ripped out of socket and while I was going through a divorce my ex-husband took all my money out of out of our joint bank account and I didn't have any money I found myself uh, divorced by the end of that broken-hearted uh, my name is Robin and my little wing was broken and my spirit was crushed. Uh, I found myself on food stamps in, in Washington and kind of all alone. And I kind of decided at that point that I had had enough. I was about $60,000 in debt between student loans and credit cards and a car loan. And so I made a list of goals that I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to be debt free. I wanted a career that I, I loved and I enjoy working with people and I wanted to use my degrees to uh, serve and help people and my community. And so I moved from Seattle to Indiana and I got a job making $9 an hour and worked as hard as I could. And from there, I kind of got a pay a bump at a different job. And in uh, four years, I paid off $66,000 in debt in total, making under $30,000 a year. Wow. And um, from <laughs> that, that time forward, I really made a, yep, $66,000 in four years making, yeah, $66,000 in debt in about four and a half years. And I made, at the time, about $30,000, and I started working overtime, and so I got a little bit more money. Um, but really I lived on nothing from that point. I lived on about $9 an hour and I made sure I saved everything else to go towards my debt. And ever since then, I, I haven't had any debt. I haven't had a credit card in over 10 years. Um, I don't believe in any debt. And, uh, I, I took out, I did take out a small mortgage on my home, but I put down 35% on my home and I should have my house paid off in the next two years. Wow, so I have so many questions. So yep. number one, explain yep. how you yep. were living to have saved that amount of money over that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Indiana, I agreed to be a caretaker for my grandparents. Um, my grandpa is permanently in a wheelchair. So in exchange for free rent, I took care of my grandpa who is um, bedridden and mostly stays in his wheelchair and through the years he's ended up deciding he's he went to a veterans administrative assisted living they needed to provide him more care but i did find a free i guess you could call it room and board in exchange for taking care of my family member and um just working consistently hard and saying no to everything i didn't ever go out to eat for almost four years I shopped at the Goodwill. I mean, I probably looked disheveled, as people would say, but I always found a way and, you know, through everything I found joy and was just grateful for the time that I went from having food stamps to being able to even afford my own food. So. Wow. (laughs) Wow. 
Yeah, I'm super proud of her. She, you know, there's this, this saying I have, when you're broke, live like you're broke. I know so many people who don't. And Robin is a testament, someone who actually did that. It's interesting talking to her now when we have discussions of if she wants to buy something, she wrestles with it. I mean, it keeps her up at night to spend money on herself. That's an extravagant, you know, purchase because of, you know, the, the experience she had. And so it's, it's, it's still with her, even though she's overcome, it's, it's stuck with her. And, um, we have conversations and then at the end of the day, she's like, I won't, I, I can't do it. I can't, I can't spend the money. But it's uh, really admirable that what she was able to overcome. Yeah. One of the things I do want to say is Robin used the the Dave Ramsey method. I don't know what that is. I heard about that. She used the Dave Ramsey method to get out of debt. And as a matter of fact, Dave Ramsey called her to appear on his show after she was out of debt to talk about, you know, what she did. Like I said, I don't know what that method is. But she did it and she's the truth that it, there, it is possible. Just getting in debt is not a death sentence. You can get out of debt. Explain to us the Dave Ramsey uh, method of uh, clearing your debt. Because I, had a, I have a friend of mine who was, I know one of them is not to have a car note at all. Like go get an old mm-hmm. car or a car where you're not paying payments on. So explain that if you can. Yeah. So the first baby step is to save a $1,000 emergency fund. And the second is to pay off all your debt from smallest to largest so that you feel like you're getting a win as you go. And the third is your emergency fund, which is three to six months. And I'll tell you when, when that's probably the most powerful step of all of them, because when you have three to six months of savings, nothing is really an emergency. Once upon a time, my life would have been crushed. Actually, it was one time I... Thankfully, to the city of Chicago, I got the most expensive parking taken of my life, which was three hundred dollars, and um, that broke that broke me in the middle of paying my debt off. But also, I got um, also I got a flat tire, and it cost me like one hundred and fifty dollars, and I was crushed. Now that I have three to six months in in savings, I don't have to worry about any anything like that because it's no longer an emergency it's just an inconvenience so and then baby step four is saving for college and um baby step five is paying off your house i'm sorry baby step four is is um investing 15 percent of your your overall income into retirement baby step five is saving for college baby step six is paying your house off and then baby step seven is building wealth and giving and so my ultimate goal is to be able to uh the amount of money that i pay off towards my house now i would like to be able to give that in donations to uh charities once i'm debt free explain explain let's go back to the baby step let's walk back to the baby step. (laughs) baby step number four was what Invest fifteen percent into retirement. That's huge. Yeah, go ahead. That's huge because I'm going to tell you, people who do not, people who were not as lucky as to go into an industry where you get a pension, which me and my best friend have kicked ourselves to say, what did we do wrong? Our mama and daddies have pensions, and we're sitting here with no pensions. We're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but so if you do not have that pension as a security blanket, explain why that 15% is so important, Robin. Well, the 15% will set you up for all around wealth. While pensions are great, it's actually better to invest in a Roth IRA because the reality is, is pensions die with you as we're, your Roth IRA can be rolled over to your, your family and your generations and your children's children. So the maximum that you can put right now into your Roth IRA is 6000 a year. And I mean, for less than $100 a month, you could become a millionaire in a short time. Mm. So anything is, anything is possible. Baby step number five. What did you say number five was? I love baby you, baby five. step. Yep. Baby step five is safe for college. So you, the why retirement is number is before saving for college is because you have to take care of yourself so that you can be able to take care of others. Mm-hmm. And so while we, we want to focus on our children, we also want to make sure we're we're making ourselves a priority by just saving the minimal fifteen percent. So you can save fifteen, you know, you can save for your kids' college fund through 
an educational savings account, and then some states offer pre prepayment for colleges, or they can go to community college and pay cash. So let me ask you, Robin, let's just say somebody doesn't have kids. Mm -hmm. um, so in the day, Ramsey method, is it, I'm, I'm curious, is it skip that step or save for and pretend it's college, but you're saving for something else, but still do that step and have that savings there? Yeah, you would skip, you would skip the college savings because essentially you don't have children. Eventually, when you do have children, you can go back and pad it once you're, you're, you have your house and stuff paid off. Nice. Nice. Okay. All right. So baby step after that, number six was paying off the house. Paying off, yep. Explain the paying off the house. I, I, I know why you need to pay off the house because I remember closing on my house and my, uh, uh, my best friend was my lawyer at, at the closing. She's a real estate lawyer at the time. And she was like, I'm buying the house for, it was like 360 grand at the time. And she said, congratulations, here's your million dollar house. Because I think by the end of all of the interest, it was going to be 8096 or $896,000 over the course of the 30 years of my mortgage. So, expl mm -hmm. so explain the uh, pay off your house. So the whole point of the Dave Ramsey plan is that you build wealth over an extended period of time to gain financial freedom so that your stresses are gone. And Dave makes, makes a quote, and I can't remember it exactly. It says, the grass always feels greener when it's your, once it's paid off, once it's yours. There's never an emergency that's going to come up that, let's say COVID, and you're out of work for six months. Can you imagine the different type of stress you'd have if you ever, you're paying $2,000 a month towards your mortgage or you don't have any mortgage because you're debt free while you'll still have taxes and stuff like that. We, we do realize that. Um, imagine the burden and less stress that you would have just being a hundred percent debt free. hundred percent debt free. Absolutely. I know. I know every, every month my thought is I got to pay that mortgage. Got to pay that rent. Got to pay. Yeah. Cause that's the, that's the chunk, right? That's a mm -hmm. huge chunk of your monthly income. And so now let's talk about build wealth and giving. That was the mm -hmm. very last one. So, you know, when we when we think and, and Trey, you can you can go with me on this because Trey and I have had so many talks about money and debt. You know, we've been friends for forever. So we talk about everything, everything. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about even our debt situations. I don't know if we'll have time at the end of tonight where we can share just, uh, you know, a quick tidbit of what we've what we've been through. But. The build wealth and giving, when you think about getting out of debt, it's a, you normally are on a very selfish path. Me, 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 me. I got to get out. Me, 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 me. But this last one, I'm very intrigued about how the Dave Ramsey uh, method approaches building wealth and giving because giving is not me, 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 me. So explain mm -hmm. that. Well, Dave Ramsey is an evangelical Christian. And so I think I kind of saw where he was coming from, that I have very much a servant's heart. And I believe that at the end of the day, that everything is for the glory of God. And so I believe that when it's all said and done and I'm debt free, imagine if I walk into a restaurant and I pay a family's bill or during Christmas time, I can go to the local electric company and say, put $10,000 on as many accounts as you can that are behind. And it's about blessing and being a gift to others and walking side by side with people who might not have ever felt that there was hope and showing them, showing them their steps and that it can be followed and it can be done by anybody. Because if one person can do it and we can help others get out of debt, it'll allow for more people to give and, and really for all of us to prosper. Mm -hmm. And instead of having awesome. to worry about me when I was younger being on food stamps and going to the store embarrassed because my food stamp card got denied and I only had $26 a week in food stamps and that's all I could afford. You know, what if we didn't have to worry about $26 a week in food stamps because we could support each other through giving? Wow. <laughs> uh, so there's so many other questions that I have, but if you could touch on credit, how's your credit and how did you, if it is good, you know, how did you make it that way? Well, I don't have a credit score because I don't have any debt. Well, I didn't uh -huh. have any debt when I had my mortgage. So I, I didn't have any debt for about eight <laughs> years before I bought my mortgage. So what I did was a process called manual underwriting where they look at your 
work history and the amount of money that you have in the bank and they compare it to the amount of home that you want to buy and they actually use math which is you know on like let's not talk about people actually using math nowadays but they see can you can you afford it based on how much you saved what are your spending patterns and your work history wow I have never heard anyone say, I do not have a credit score because mm -hmm. I do not have debt. This, by the way, is a mind blowing. That was yeah. this, this my favorite statement of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you suggest? I guess you gave the answers to the question already, you gave us the steps, but I was just gonna ask you, what do you suggest to people that like are in debt like right now, either mm -hmm. watching this live as we do it or listening to it or we'll watch it when we play it back you know if if you're in debt right now and i don't even know i, I would give like a hypothetical number or, or whatever but if you could just i guess give general advice to somebody who's in debt right now and it's just a little because it can take a toll mm -hmm. on you you're stressed you're stressed it out does. you know what i'm saying so go ahead and give me some advice as it relates to that i mean eight, 10 years ago, I didn't believe that like anything was possible because I didn't have any money in the bank. I was living on food stamps. I couldn't work. I just really fell down in the dumps. And then one day this guy named Dave Ramsey came on the radio and, and I'm not saying he's like the save it all, but you know, somebody like that gives you hope that anything is possible. Yeah. And so the podcast is free. There's YouTube videos that are free uh, that he puts out there. It's not like it's a, a gimmick or anything. And one, one thing I do through work is I sponsor several people a year to participate in the nine week financial peace university class. And while it does cost, I think it's a hundred dollars for, for nine weeks. It's because they found that if you actually pay it, you're going to be more accountable to actually taking the class, but you don't have to go to a class. You can listen to the podcast for free and find yourself an accountability partner that says like, Hey, stupid, you don't need that thousand dollar cell phone. You already have stuff like that and, yeah. and find people who love and support you for who you are. Because at the end of the day, like I love and care for people for who they are on the inside, not the clothes that they wear and not the coffees they drink and not the places that they go. So I want to say another thing that I think is really important is that Robin, in the midst of paying down her debt, she always had a, a dream of another job. So Robin actively pursued work that was her passion, but that mm -hmm. also paid her more. So she wasn't in the timeline of this is the money I make and I'm stuck in this box. And so this is how I, I pay it off. She has, from when she first started her journey to being debt free, she got mm -hmm. in a job and I mean, she applied a lot and she did the work that you have to do. She made sure she didn't fall into complacency, but she made it a plan to not only pay and save, but to increase her salary. So she was tirelessly applying for jobs that were going to provide her more money so that she could pay down her debt faster. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. You should write a book, Robin. <laughs> I don't need to write a book. Anybody can do it. It's not, yeah. it's it's not, not a, a trick. If, if you want it, it's out there. That's, that's yeah. all you got to do. Thank cool. you so much, Darling. I really appreciate well, this. About protecting yeah. our strength right now. Robin's one of the good cops. She's out there keeping everybody well, safe in Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis. Right now. I was going to ask where she is. Where is she? Where is she? Indianapolis. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. We appreciate yeah. it. And I'm sure you helped a lot of people, uh, you know, that were watching. And if they had any questions about that, all y'all got to do is rewind mm -hmm. this. Ah. Yeah. Every everything that I mean, look up Dave Ramsey podcast. Listen to his YouTube channel. It's a uh, very, very eye opening. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Bangs. Right. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy your night. Love you, dog. Okay, thank Good you. night. All right. Bye. All right. Cool. Oh yeah, that was pretty dope. Uh, next episode, we're gonna continue with this old money thing because I'm gonna have my man um, Ryan Willis on. Now, mm -hmm. Ryan is uh, pretty good as it relates to if I follow him on Facebook a lot and he just talks about different stocks to invest in and uh, all of that. So he'll uh, be on uh, uh, next week and we'll talk about, you know, just how to invest in stocks because, uh, yo, 
I've been doing it and it's been kind of paying off for me. These stocks and just, just watching the stock market and, you know, because yeah. it's so funny, this stuff is around and a lot of people just don't know, just don't get into it because of the lack of knowledge, you know? Just absolutely. And then there's people that are scary. I'm, I'm, I'm scary. I, so I've always heard stocks are a long game. And like you said, we'll get into this next, next, next week. But for me, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I work so hard for my, my little, my dollars, whatever, little dollars, big dollars, whatever the dollar, my meat, medium dollars. I work so hard (laughs) to put them into something that can go up, but then can go down, which means and one week I can actually have less than I put in. That hurts my heart. So I'm timid with with stocks. So I can't wait to talk to him next week about maybe how he can help me getting getting over being so timid, because in the long run, if, if you stay with it, they show that they pay off. Right. Right. Exactly. So we're going to. Uh, talk to him next week, and of course, we will touch on. Uh, so I'm trying to do two things at once, and, and you're doing great. Can I, can I tell you? Can yeah. I tell you? You're doing great, buddy. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying over here. I'm trying to talk and do all this stuff at the same time. So, thank you, guys. We appreciate you so very much for uh, tuning in. Like I said, next week we will discuss uh, stocks and how to get into that, and of course, stir in a little entertainment and and all of that. So. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Hope this helped you guys. Hope this inspired you. Um, you know, maybe tomorrow, uh, next week before we get into the guy, that's when Trey and I can share more of our, our debt journeys because yeah. we, we, we've been busted yeah. and, and, and we've been balling. We've yeah. been, <laughs> been, oh, been yes. balling yes. out of control at yes. one point. Yes. And we've been selling cars and walking dogs at what? another point. What? <laughs> Blowing whistles and telling kids to put they get put your ID on, go to class. Put your ID on. <laughs> oh my God, the things we've done. I've cleaned yeah. houses, so yeah. scrub toilets. We'll get yeah. to it. We'll get yeah, to it. Struggle. The struggle of being in radio. <laughs> those, those years off. <laughs> we'll go wrap it up episode 12. See what had happened was thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Trader Chocolate Jock. I'm Alex Dupree. We will talk to you. Hold on. I tried this. Hold on. This is what I was trying to do here. Hold on. Bam. What's ah, that do? <laughs> two fingers. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Deuces. <laughs>